following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. What's going on, everybody? I'm The Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this This is Common Common Debauchery. Common Debauchery may contain mature subject matter and is intended for adult audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of Common Debauchery. I, as always, am your host of the Nightmare, joined by my main man, my partner in crime, my co-host with the most, Rotten Jack. What is up, Big Shooter? Not much, man. How you been? Oh, busy, busy, busy. We are, you know, moving on and moving up. Just yeah. staying, staying active, staying busy, doing the thing and having a good time doing it as best I can. So, uh, you know, I know you've been, you've been doing the, uh, the demon barber thing and I've been doing the radio thing and the baseball thing and the coaching thing. And yeah, you another, got a little bit more going on than I do, but you know, the day camp thing and I'm hoping to get out of them. I, I, the, the day camp thing is really the worst. Just not being able like not having a normal sleep schedule is not fun. Yeah, it is officially all the other million things you got going on, like the fact that now you have to be awake overnight after you've been awake all day. And then you have to be awake all day tomorrow, too. Yeah, like Jesus Christ, you're going like 48 to 72 hours without sleeping. Yeah, you know, and when I was younger, that was pretty easy. Like it was super, super easy to, to, to do that and like, you know, recover and. I would just, you know, I'd be up for 40 to 72 hours. I would, you know, wake up. You catch a quick uh, 20 minute cat nap and you're good to go. Not even that. I mean, I would like, because what would normally happen was I would like work the, I would work the weekend and I'd go in Friday night, work till like 11 PM Friday night to 3 PM Saturday, come home, go to bed, wake up, be going 11 PM to 3 PM again come home, go to bed. And when you're trying to sleep, especially in the summer, when it's light outside until 9 PM, it's not easy. It's not always easy to sleep and get quality sleep in the middle of the day. Like, oh, trust me. I worked overnights and 24 hour shifts for like the past 10 years of my life. So believe me, I know it's, it's not easy. Like I used to have to try to beat feet home as quickly as I could in the morning during the summer, just to, Usually by 6 a.m. when I'd get out of work, the sun was up anyways. So it was uh, not really conducive. Blackout curtains, my friend. You need uh, to get blackout curtains. I have them. Uh, I, I currently have them. I've had them almost everywhere I've ever lived. And sometimes, like depending upon how the fan blows or how the, um, how the air conditioner hits. I'm going to get you a like a, like a fuzzy little blindfold or something to so funny story mask i have Sometimes actually those, tried them and i i cannot sleep with something wrapped around my head like that <laughs> it is it is a weird comfort thing um yeah i when i first started working midnights i tried doing like a like okay what well, what would be comfortable right so i would tie the like the sleeves of a t-shirt i would like take a t-shirt, put it over my head and use the sleeves to tie it behind my head, like a bandana thinking like, Oh, especially like a soft cloth one or something like, and you know, in, in the summertime, even if your air conditioner is on, like you are holding the heat in your head. So you get too warm and I couldn't do that. So then I was like, okay, what about like a headband or like something that doesn't go over the top of my head? And it was just, I, I was very, very conscious of something being Oh, like wrapped around my head you know and like i i can take catnap certain places like i've i've pulled a hat down over my eyes in the past with my feet oh, sure. up somewhere i've you know winter winter hats are the move in my oh, life yeah currently. fleece caps you just fucking oh yeah rocket rocket down a little bit and good to go but, but like it, it's just one of those things that ends up being really like short term because again you get too warm or you know you just get uncomfortable or whatever um, it's also discerning when you wake up and you open your eyes and it, you can't see because your eyes are covered. Yeah. Like, so that's never good. But uh, yeah, I'm hoping, I'm hoping at some point to get off the trash ass 16 hour overnight. Like, I mean, th- there were times that like, I would then like, after not getting great sleep, I'd go back in Sunday night, 
work supposed to work 11 p.m. to 7 a.m., get told I couldn't go home at 7 a.m., went home at 3 p.m., and then I was done. So I'm like, okay, I don't want to go to bed now and get like, and then be up all night again. So I would go home and stay awake. And then usually Monday nights were either playing flag football or having baseball, potentially double headers. And like during the winter, when it was flag football, we were sponsored by a bar. So we'd go out to the bar to eat and drink afterwards. Yeah. And then it was four in the morning. See, now that's, that's where we, we differed. That's where we differ because when I was on strictly overnights, um, I worked like 5 p.m. to 5 a.m. I maintained that schedule even on my days off. Like I was never awake during the day. The earliest you would ever find me awake during the day was probably about mm, maybe one o'clock if I absolutely had like running around that I had to do, like going to the bank because banks are only open till three, four o'clock. Oh you no, know. don't don't get me wrong. Like so that was me staying up until 4 a.m. at the bar. And then I would right. go home and go to bed and, and wake up at four in the like four in the afternoon. Right. But you, you said that you used to try to, you know, maintain some semblance of being awake during the day. Oh Whereas me, me, no, I I, I, was like, I would nah, stay I would stay awake after I got out of work at three PM. So you could sleep that night. Correct. See, I would never do that. Gotcha. I would, I was always like, you know, if it was my days off, you know, I might go to bed earlier than, you know, six, seven in the morning, but you know, I might go to bed at four, but I'm still not waking up till two, three in the afternoon. And then I always always maintained that overnight schedule. And now, I mean, so I would, I would switch off it during the week, but I mean, I was doing three days on four days off. So like. So I was yeah. doing four on four off. I would like, I mean, and I, I would stay up later naturally back then, especially because like I didn't, I didn't have to be up for things in the morning. Yeah. So it would be nothing to sleep till noon, one, two o'clock, and then like go about my day. And then like, you know, everyone's going to bed at like 11, 1130. And I'm like, what do you mean? You guys don't want to go, go hang out. You guys don't want to go get some, like, go, go, go to the bar, grab a beer. Like, what the fuck? Why does everyone right. go to bed? But, uh, I mean, that like really those Mondays were the long haul from, you know, there'd be times I'd be up for over 24 hours straight. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, I'd usually wake up like Tuesdays were slow pitch nights. Uh, Wednesdays were more were hardball or slow pitch. Thursdays were hardball or slow pitch. And then Friday was back to work. So, you know, I'd either sleep as long as I could or um, I would try like I would try, I would try to sleep as long as I possibly could on Friday when you could. And then like whenever I woke up, I was just up through my shift and then I'd come home and go to bed. And that's how I would track it. Now I feel like, you know, I get out on my last day and I'm awake and I'm going about my day. And then I finally, I try to like make it to eight o'clock because then the next morning I have to be at the radio station. And, you know, then Saturday nights, if I'm off on Sunday are pretty much non-existent because I'm struggling to stay awake. And then you know, now it's going to be, I'm waking up early on Saturdays and it's actually going to be a little bit nicer because I'll do the double on Friday, be tired enough to go to bed, wake up early for the radio on Saturday, and then be tired enough to take a nap before going in for my double on Sunday. Yeah. And then like, but I won't be so exhausted come Sunday night that like my Sunday afternoon into my Sunday evening are shot. So that'll be kind of nice, but yeah, we are way off what we wanted to talk about today. Yeah, we haven't even started talking about our topic. So our topic, and I mean, we're only about 10 minutes in if, yeah. if my clock is right. So uh, our topic, it, we we went super manly last week. We went super like nerd macho talking about pro wrestling, which total sidebar Goldberg's back. And I just want to kill everybody involved in the booking of this. But I heard about that today. Oh, my like, God. Jesus Christ. You got to be kidding me. Like, leave, again, just leave the dude in a hole. Please, please, leave no, in a hole. please, no. I don't need to see Goldberg, Goldberg. and Reigns again. And I don't need to see Goldberg damn near die in the ring every time he goes in the ring. But he couldn't do it three years ago when he came back. Yeah. And you protected him and made him look good somehow. But like now yeah. he's he's botched so much since then that like you're just like, it's not even believable anymore. He damn near killed the Undertaker. Yeah. But so because we went so hard to the macho side of things and, you know, there was... I'm pretty sure there was talk of 
football in that episode too with you and your bangles or whatever. No, and there wasn't, but that was two weeks ago. Fuck yeah. Yeah. So My two bangles weeks ago. are the Super Bowl, baby. So we went so macho. We decided we're going to go to and show a different side of ourselves. Um, so I, I, I messaged the rotten Jack today and I was like, here's the deal. You need to pick a topic because I, my brain doesn't want to do this right now. And we're going to do it tonight after I get done with practice. So here we are. You got comment about your late night and we are talking chick flicks. Yeah. Chick flicks. When my mouth likes to work and say the words. So, um, what made you think of this as a topic? Was it just like the, the going the polar opposite or. I don't know. Like I, I have so many random conversations with people at work all day long. Like, or maybe like I saw something on like TikTok or something, but usually like I'll get an idea and be like, Oh yeah, that's, that's good. Like, let's just run with that. Like we haven't talked about that. So let's just fuck it. Fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. You know, and your, your, uh, like your job lends a, a solid hand to coming up with topics because I mean, you're, you're essentially the sober version of a bartender when it comes to yeah. basically being like a, a social worker, or a psychologist, like, you know, people just come in and tell you their bullshit. So, yeah, you know, and like you get I on, see, I see anywhere from like 10 to like 16 people a day, depending on what services they have. So, you know, that's, you know, 10 to 16 different conversations that I'm having with people all day long about God knows what, and uh, I mean, yeah, like, about whatever they want to talk about. Yeah, I mean, to the point that like this is actually how that's actually how me and you became friends. Yeah, just talking about you know, just I'm sitting in your barber chair. Uh, I used to get my head shaved and my beard trimmed by your boss, and you know he the one day he couldn't make it on a Tuesday, and you were like, "Hey, guy can't be here. I can do it, or you can reschedule your call." And I was like, "Well, he trusts you to do it. I trust you to do it." Little known fact, it, it wasn't that he couldn't be there. He just gave me Tuesdays and said, you guys, you can inherit my guys and just tell them if they got a problem with it, they can move their appointments. Well, so the first day you told me it was like an emergent, like a, a something with his dogs. Uh, it it might have been the first time, but eventually he was just like, yeah, you have Tuesdays now. Yeah. And like, it, it wasn't even like, I, I wasn't even ever told that. I was just I'm like, oh, my, Kevin's not working Tuesdays anymore. But at that point, like I'd gone like three weeks in a row and I'll be, I'll be honest with you. The first one wasn't great. <laughs> no, you told me about that. I felt so bad. Yeah. My, my man, you know, didn't, didn't have his best day on the canvas. That is my lack of hair. And, uh, but we ended up, I ended up giving him another shot and it worked out well. And, you know, we've been friends ever since. And now you guys have to listen to him here on common debauchery, and <laughs> it, but it's these type of conversations that have led to some of our more fun and interesting topics and conversations that we've had because you know other people come in and again they tell you stuff and then how many times have i like texted you throughout the day and been like bro have i got a fucking story for you oh my god all the time all the time like you won't believe what this motherfucker did or said or well and here's the uh, best part so like obviously like, and we've talked about in the past with Allie cat's career and what she does and like Obviously, to some extent, there to a huge extent, there's patient confidentiality. So, like, there's certain things she can tell me about, but like, she's pretty limited in like some of her work stories that she can tell me. You don't have that, but people tell Fuck you no. stuff, and, and people tell you stuff the way they tell her stuff. So, I get all the juicy deets. Fun, I'm fun. cheaper though. Yeah, no kidding. Well, she's in community mental health, so she's pretty cheap right now too. Well, that's true. All right, so let's get let's get to let's get to chick flicks, man. Chick flicks. What's let's, all right? Let's just start off with the Big Bang. What's your best your your all time favorite chick flick? And okay, so both of these, I don't know if they would be. They're they kind of sit in the weird world of chick flick slash rom com. That's that's kind of what I figured. Like chick flicks are rom coms, so like you know kind of coincide because a lot of mine are more rom-coms but like i i associate them with being chick flicks so the proposal yes oh my god i fucking love that one it's fantastic 
mostly, I mean, like, I'm, a lot of that has to do with the fact that I'm just a huge Ryan Reynolds fan. Yeah. Um, but I mean, just the whole thing, the whole the story as a whole, you know, the over overtly ridiculous, like premise you're to gonna, it. You're gonna marry me, so I don't get deported, and I'll maybe publish your book if you do it. Right. And if you don't, I will bury you. Yeah. Like, so uh, who who plays the girl on this one? I'm Sandra terrible. Bullock. Yeah. Like, plays a fantastic role of just this prissy, entitled C word of a boss. And Ryan Reynolds plays his fantastic, just sarcastic, witty, hilarious self. And it's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably I would probably say that's probably my number one like favorite out of everything that I've seen. Yeah. Um going down my list a little bit, like I really like um like how to lose a guy in ten days. How to lose a guy in ten days is I mean, there was this trope in the nineties and like in the in the nineties and into the early two thousands of Movies that came out, and, and this was before the premise was overdone and like, like basically run into the ground. Of uh, and was it? I think she's all that fits, fits this category. Never been kissed fits this category. Yeah, where you like have this suppose like this person who's not supposed to be likable or attractive or whatever, and like they're they meet somebody that isn't supposed to like them and it's you know be it a joke be it a prank be it for and what how, how to lose a guy in today's was they they were reading like reading an article right are they writing an article they were they were they were both writing an article like he was trying to get right he was trying to get her to fall in love with him in 10 days and she was trying to get him to fucking bail in 10 days but neither one of them knew the other one was writing the story, right? No, no, neither one of them. So, like, he's trying to get her to fall in love for his article. She's trying to get him to like bail, and like, need. I don't, I don't really remember. Like, I think they ended up like conceding at some point, and then realized like, oh, we really are truly in love with each other. Yeah, and like it was weird things like, um, like she, she was probably- named, she named his junk. Yeah, named his junk. Like, didn't she have like a whole bunch of like house plants and shit? Yeah, like or like kept bringing like house plants over to his apartment and like like girlied the crap out of his place and stuff like that. And like, really, the 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 big kick in the knackers was like whatever she named his junk was like a, a reference to being small and feminine. And he was yeah. like, seriously, like that's the name and like. You know the the atrocious like you know meeting the friends and they're ridiculous and like meeting the attractive ex-boyfriend that you're still friends with and like you know his whole thing is just smile and nod and go along with it and like but draw the line above the friend zone yeah and then like they they both realize that they're writing an article and they get in the huge fight to break up and then like they end up like uh and and as it usually happens uh, and this, I mean, this was the case in the proposal too. you know, seeing that person in a normal light with their family in a not staged setting, like starts to open the door of, wow, maybe I really do like this person. Yeah. But I'm, I'm looking through quotes from the movie, seeing if I can. So while you do that, out. a very, very close number two for me is hitch see i didn't really care for hitch i loved hitch i'm not a huge will uh, will smith fan really yeah i'm really not like he was really good in like fresh prince of bel-air but like the stuff he did once he was an adult i'm not really a huge fan of like aside from like uh wild wild west i fucking love that one but like hitch gemini man like I'm just not a Will Smith guy. So 
Gemini Man is one of the newer ones where he plays himself from like the future and stuff, right? Where like there's a young him and an old him. Is that that one? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So like I haven't seen that one, but like uh, Hitch Hancock was hilarious. Oh, yeah. All right. So I did like Hancock. Um, but that's because that was kind of like your first venture into almost a Deadpoolish, like asshole superhero character. Right. So like I, I enjoyed that for the for what I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, didn't really care that it was Will Smith. You could have slapped anybody in there. Um, like what was. Oh, I mean, he was he was fantastic in, in the Bad Boys franchise. Oh yeah, all right, yeah. Bad boys is good. Maybe, maybe I'm more of a Will Smith fan, fan than I thought. I just didn't like fucking Hitch. All right. See, like Hitch to me was f- like fantastic because it kind of gave the like it, it gave the answer to the friend zone, like how how to go about it in a way that gets you out of you know, what every guy thinks that they're in with someone in their life, like to how to break off the friend zone, how to break out of that purgatory and get oh the girl. I just, I just found out what she nicknamed his dick in how to lose a guy in 10 days and princess Sophia. Yes. I knew, I knew it was Prince. I thought it was princess, but for some reason, my brain kept go kept going to the, Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. Junk. <laughs> Princess Consuela Banana Hammock. <laughs> that's, for, that's from Friends. So <laughs> we're going to sidebar momentarily. Okay. Uh, so you said you liked Hancock. You liked Wild Wild West. You liked Bad Boys. What about Men in yeah. Black? Yeah. All right. I'm real. Listen, I take it back. Like, all right. I just didn't like fucking Hitch. All right. Apparently. Okay. I'm, I'm just making sure. I mean, Ali, Seven Pounds was good. Uh, nah, I didn't like seven pounds. Uh, I'm not, I, but then again, so, like it so, that had nothing to really do with Will Smith. That was more of just I'm not a fan of like drama movies like that. What about I Am Legend? I've never actually seen it. Oh, that one looks pretty good too. Um, well, I've seen bits and pieces. I've never actually sat and watched the whole thing. I do know the premise of it that the dude was fine by himself until a woman showed up and then the woman fucked everything up for him. Uh, yeah, technically. I mean, kind of, but not really. Um, yeah, so you you definitely are more of a Will Smith fan than you let on. But Yeah. yeah I, certain, certain movies he does, I just don't care for. Uh, Hitch to me and like to cross into the like a little bit on the producer side of things like the quotability of Hitch to me is really really funny I don't even know like I know I've seen Hitch but I couldn't tell you one quote from the movie so like one of my favorite parts he's teaching Kevin James like how to act at a like a dance club type thing where he's gonna be dancing with this very very famous woman that he's courting and he's like just like Swaying back and forth, snapping his fingers. And he's like, this is home. This is where you live. Right here. This is it. And like, but when they start the scene, he's like, all right, show me your dance moves. And Kevin James goes over the top ridiculous. Like, oh, and he slaps him. Yeah. Like making the pizza, like Q-tip, Q-tip, throw it away, you know, sliding door, whatever, like the fridge and all these other ridiculous moves. And Will Smith's like, don't ever do that again. This is it. This is it. This is where you live. This is your home. Don't make no pizza. They got food there. And then like he goes, and listen, no matter what happens, even the best date that you've ever been on can be ruined with one of these. And he like jumps forward, crosses his legs, spins around and like pops back. And Kevin James like, see, now that's what I need to be learning and goes back into the ridiculous dance moves. Then he's like, get out. (laughs) It's just really, really funny because I think we've all had that friend who is shooting above his station with a female and you know he's gonna de- say or do something stupid to ruin it and it turns out that you know he does and says all those stupid things and she loves it yeah yeah um 
I'm not that friend. Oh. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, like, like I said, like Hitch, I didn't really care for. Um, I, in the realm of chick flicks, I'm not gonna lie, I legitimately enjoyed the Twilight series, the Twilight movies. See, I didn't mind them, but they could have been so much better. Right, they they could have been better, but I never read the books, so I didn't really give a shit. I didn't either. And like I went in with zero expectation and I rather enjoyed them. Like I haven't watched them again, but I I rather enjoyed them when I did watch them. I just I just wanted that to be so 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 much better than it was. And again, I've never read the books. Had no pre-existing notion like I know people are like that with the Harry Potter franchise where like, oh, they left some stuff out and oh my God, that's different than what it was in the book and blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. Like I didn't have that. But what I did have was the expectation of like vampires, badass, werewolves, also badass. Uh, wait, why are they sparkly? Wait. Why do they just turn into normal wolves? Yeah. Why, why are they playing baseball in a thunderstorm? This is stupid. Like, eh, see, I didn't mind it. She's all that is low key. I mean, th- this movie's got everything you need. I've never seen She's All That. Uh, Freddie Prince Jr. and Rachel Lee Cook. Yeah. Like, I, I know the movie. And the only reason I really know the movie is because that movie is basically the fucking premise of not another teen movie. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, um, Paul Walker's like a young Paul Walker's in this movie. Yeah. Um, I just never, I've just never watched it. But I, I would assume that I would really like it. It's, it's pretty funny. So it's basically, basically, what, like what it is is the high school Zach or the high school hottie Zach, who's played by Freddie Prince. Um, is broken up with by his prom queen girlfriend, and they basically like don't they like dare him to like take the ugly chick and turn her into prom queen and take her? Yeah, so he's like sulking and sad, and his buddies are like, "Dude, you're 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 fucking Zach Siller, you know you're awesome, you're amazing. Like you could take anybody in the school and make them the next her." And basically, like, they're like, like, no, I couldn't, blah, 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 whatever. And they're like, they basically, like, dare him to do it with this girl. And she basically has this huge, like, glow up. And she finds out she was part of a you know, part of a bet and gets all mad. And he's like, no, but I really like you. And yeah, you know, I mean, you're here's, typically- the, here's the one thing that I've always hated about, like, the like ugly duckling turning into a swan trope is that the actress they cast is obviously beautiful to begin with. So what do they do to make her look ugly? Oh, let's just put her hair up in a ponytail, throw some baggy clothes and give her a pair of shitty glasses. Yeah, pretty much. Like I, like I've always hated that, that trope because like to me, I, if, if if it was me, like personally, like I would a hundred percent like be all over the girl when she's quote ugly because like that's just kind of my type. Like you know, messy hair, glasses, not super like well, and really like not super. Um, what what they're going for there is more of the. It's, it's more of a lack of femininity than it is lack of beauty. Like they, you know, putting him in baggy clothes and like messy hair, like making them act a certain way. That's not very feminine. Like it, it's definitely not a feminist thing by any means. Right. I'm not um, lie though. I would definitely rather have me like what people today refer to as like bra girls, like a girl that I can like take to the game. 
and like she's gonna drink and drink heavily with the boys and like is just hangs out with the boys is one of the boys but like is not a boy I don't know where I was going with that <laughs> like I, I want a girl that I can like take out to like a barbecue place so she's not gonna be like I'll have a salad please so no, you don't want to so you don't want to date a vegan well yeah well yeah that's I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure one. I'm pretty sure every time we've talked about your dating life we've covered that fact yeah listen there are certain things I'll stand for in my life if and when I have kids if they tell me they're gay awesome amazing they tell me they are whatever I 100% support them will support them will love them they tell me they're fucking vegan you get the fuck out of this house yeah they could double down and say I'm a vegan crossfitter yeah no you get the fuck out of this house <laughs> that's that's where I draw the line that's ridiculous <laughs> So, uh, getting back on track before we risk cancellation. Um, so, looking through, uh, you want to talk about like ridiculous tropes. So, never been kissed is the like chick flick version of the forty year old virgin. Yeah, but like when you think about like the logic behind that movie, it is so fucked. Like, let's send this. Like, how how old is she supposed to be in that movie? Like, she's in her twenties. Twenty five. Twenty so five. So the storyline is Chicago Sun Times copy editor Josie Geller, who was desperate to graduate from perfectionist copy editor to reporter, gets her chance when the goody owner orders the editor to cover the high school scene by undercover. Uh, Josie, who was frustrated, ridiculed nerd, gets a popular makeover from her dropout, naturally funny brother, Rob, who is played by David Arquette. Yeah. Uh, Both siblings find love in the joys of youth again, but in Josie's case, it's a sensitive, uh, sensitive bachelor teacher, Sam Coulson, who enjoys sophisticated conversation as the publication deadline approaches. The price of blowing their cover seems ever more daunting yet inevitable unless she sacrifices her career. So, yeah. I mean, like that she was... she gets to live the high school life she never had. So it's a, it's a little bit different than the 40 year old version, obviously. Right. But like she was a super hyper nerd that didn't get to be the popular girl who didn't get the guy who like and she gets to do all those things. Yeah. Except she and falls like, for a teacher. Yeah. And the teacher starts falling for her and he thinks she's a high school student. Like that's the worst part of that fucking movie. Yeah. Uh, like, played what by the fuck? Sam Coulson played by Michael Varton. I don't even know who he is. He looks like he looks like the guy who would play Tom Brady in a movie. Really? It's been yeah. so long since I've seen it. And let's be honest. Uh, he was in the TV series Bates Motel. Uh. And that is pretty much the only thing I would ever know him from. Yeah, I mean, he he's like a bunch of movies you've never heard of, and like random recurring characters, and like you know the typical stuff like CSI and things like yeah, that, like one-off episodes. And shit, yeah. 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 So like, I mean, but like what, uh, th- like, so when we do the producers, one of the things we talk about is like, would this movie pass like the 2022 test now? Like, would it be made today? And like here's the answer the on this one's hard no. No. Here's the thing though. Pretty much anything made like pre two thousand five, maybe two thousand eight, anything pre that, you could not make that shit today. Like I've had this conversation with clients in the chairs, like of classic comedy movies. Like you could never make Animal House today. No. You could never make any of the police academy movies today. You could never make, um, like Ace Ventura. Like Ace Ventura is getting flack now because (laughs) of like the Finkel is Einhorn shit. But and like the the stupid thing about it is like you can't hold a movie made in the nineties to like to the two thousand the twenty twenty two lens. 
No. Like you like you know, you need to be able to watch these things, appreciate what they were at the time. And it, like, and if you don't find them funny, don't watch them. But right. like you're not gonna like we we need to get out of this realm of like this thing came out years ago, like but now it's not okay. So we're gonna like pretend it never happened and condemn the people who were part of it. Like, no, like if you don't like it, let it go. I will right. laugh my ass. I mean, we I just showed Allie not too long ago, me, myself, and Irene. Oh my god. And like <laughs> I mean, so so there's a dude who you know, I mean, it it paints a very comedic light of mental illness, and like that today would never be made. It would be critically panned I'm for sure mocking it. Some, uh, oh, she thought it was hilarious. Are you kidding me? Oh, did she? Oh, god, okay. yeah. Um, but I mean, like, it's just funny because so like we're. Like we're talking about this, like you would never make this movie today because there's a, an instance where a teacher is attracted to someone who he believes to be a high school senior. Yeah. Like that would never fly in a movie today because, you know, that would essentially fall under the realm of grooming. Yeah. So tough, tough time to be a movie from the yeah. <laughs> tough time to be a movie from the time we were in high school. Right. Um, <sighs> Not to get too off topic, but like probably my favorite one that people are going after is Tropic Thunder with oh uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s like blackface stuff. Yeah, like the fact of the matter is, is that black comedians are like, why are you coming after him? That's some of the funniest shit we've ever seen. Like he did that to show. That's not a topic we're going to touch on. No, because... but like it's like he did that to show how ridiculous the trope of blackface is right like it, it was a comedic take on how ridiculous it can be yes and be, like that unfortunately falls under one of those categories of like just because some people say they're like they thought it was funny other people say they didn't and that's the problem and it's just, it's just right. not something we're going to cover like the nope absolutely not um and truth be told, I've actually never seen Tropic Thunder. I started oh, watching fucking, it once. I fell asleep, hilarious. and I just never really cared to watch it again. Absolutely hilarious. Uh, to get back on topic, I weirdly... It took me a long time to see it for the first time. I'll probably never watch it again unless it's suggested to me. Like, I really want to watch this. Uh, but The Notebook was really, really good. I cried. I'm not, I'm not afraid to admit it. I yep. cried like a bitch. I was cuddled up with my girlfriend at the time and cried like a bitch. She yeah, said, Are it you was fucking crying. I'm like, no, no, shut up. You're crying. Yeah, I got that, something in my eye. Yeah, that movie hit all the right levels yeah. without you even realizing it. And then when they, you know, rip your heart out at the end, you're like, I didn't know right. I was so invested. Like, I, was, I was fine the entire movie. And then the ending, I was just like, fuck. Yep. Yep. I didn't see it coming. Did not see it coming. Yeah. And even then when you even when you start to see it coming, you're just not ready for it. Right. Just not ready. Yeah, because by the time you do see it coming, you're like, oh shit, here it comes. Speaking yeah, of movies no, that would never no be made hit. today, uh, can we talk about Dirty Dancing? One of the biggest chick flicks ever. Yeah. But I mean, essentially, is a pedophile dream of a movie. Yeah, because isn't he supposed to be like thirty-five and she's like fifteen? Something like that. Yeah, she's a teenager. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the eighties were a weird time, man. Oh the 80s, man, fucking weird with movies. I mean, and so like, no kidding that like we're we're weird people being 80s babies but like oh i'm a 90s kid i was born in 90 but close no. enough i yeah. grew up on the same movies as you yeah you sure did so like i remember uh my a girl that i had a huge huge crush on in high school she was uh, her name was janelle it is kind of a not fantastic 
part of my uh, dating life for reasons that we will discuss when the record button is not being pressed. Um, but she really, really loved this movie. And there was a point when I was trying to woo her um, that like the one day she came over, I don't remember if she came over to my house or I came over to her house, but like I had, I like, Oh, let me put on music. And like, I had the song from the end of dirty dancing, like the first <laughs> song on the CD and like, you know, just trying to set the mood a little bit. You know what I mean? I had the time of mine. She's like, shut it off. I'm like, why? Uh, and it turned out that it was something between like her and like a previous boyfriend or something that she's just like, nope, nope, not doing this. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I can't believe neither one of us, me and you have talked about this movie and just this franchise in general. Um, the Pitch Perfect movies. Yeah. Would you consider those chick flicks though? <sighs> yeah, I would. I, 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 think, I think you can put them in that trope because of the heavy female um main characters of like or like main cast i think sure um but i mean i love them they're they're great i, I, I love those movies i, I wish they would make more i still haven't seen the third one no oh no. what are you waiting for well we uh we started watching we we watched the first two in one night and then we both kind of ran out of gas and we Seven said we'd come back for the third one, and we just never have. Yeah. So, um, what about um, miscongeniality? I love miscongeniality. I fuck. Those are some of my favorite Sandra Bullock movies. Like, they're 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 oh, fuck. They're great. I'm gonna have to watch them this weekend now. I mean, so now that we're who, talking about this shit, like I'm having a chick flick weekend. <laughs> like I'm not gonna lie. So, I mean, we're talking about a movie here that this basically goes, it takes the, like the ugly Betty trope or the ugly duckling trope yeah, and puts it on one, one of the most ridiculous stages ever. Oh, absolutely. Being the Miss USA pageant or Miss America pageant, whatever the fuck they call it or whatever the fuck it was. And like, you know, this sloppy like yeah butch tomboy fbi, FBI agent. agent like yeah. she like like a girl that like you at one point don't they picture her in like a baggy hoodie like covered in cheeto cheese or something yeah like she's got like like burger grease stains on her fucking hoodie and yeah cheeto dust and and they're like we're like we are gonna give you a full tilt makeover pretty sure she's like scratching her ass like a man at some point yeah and like <laughs> they go through and, picking her nose like and they go through the full tilt makeover like you know from <laughs> eyebrows and hair to like waxing the, the waxing part is probably one of my favorite fucking parts of that movie because yeah. you just see her behind the curtain she just screams and then she just like gets up and she's like nope 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 yeah, she's like she's like waddling out like she's yeah. like like waddling out of the room and like it's it's hilarious um <laughs> like her her trying to like sneak like donuts and stuff throughout the entire thing and like yeah yeah oh like and, and like her interactions with the other models that like she doesn't fit like she just she doesn't belong at all but then like oddly enough she has like a really she actually has like kind of like a super cool like talent of playing like the water glasses <laughs> like what the fuck <laughs> like, that's actually a legitimately like the kind of cool like the talent. best part of that movie is her interactions with uh the guy who played like her her coach oh michael kane yeah. yes where he like she goes to walk away and he's like <clears throat> and she takes a donut out of her bra and she's he goes and the other one it's like, yeah. like he just knows that she stuffed her bra with fucking donuts. Yeah. And like whatever she had playing or like she they're like talking about a talent. She's like, oh, I know what I'll do. 
he's like, oh boy, I can only imagine what this is. She's like, oh no, don't worry about it. It's something I've been doing since high school. You you are not having sex on this stage. <laughs> yeah. Like just, just automatically, like the only thing you'd be good at would be that. And you're not doing that on stage. <laughs> um, probably one of my favorite, probably underrated chick flicks. And I don't know if you've ever seen it. I can almost guarantee you Allie has never seen it because Allie hasn't seen shit. Um, John Tucker must die. I'm pretty sure we want me. Didn't me and you watch this together? No. Oh, God, no. We've never watched a chick flick together. Not that I have anything against it. No, me, me and you watched that Tucker and Dale versus evil. Okay. I knew it was Tucker or something. Yeah. No, John Tucker must die. The whole premise is, is this like basically like the playboy of the school is dating four different women at the school but he gets away with it because he dates girls from different like subclasses i have seen this so like he dates like the super like nerdy girl he dates the like yeah. the the big activist girl listen and then he dates like the cheerleader and like their paths never cross yeah he dates Ashanti, Ariel Kebble, Sophia yeah. Bush, and Bush. Brittany Snow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they all uh, they all get together and realize it and hatch the plan to like take him down and stuff. They get them, they get him to like wear a thong and stuff, and then like thinking like, oh, that's gonna be embarrassing. Like he's gonna get, be seen in a thong, and then he just plays it off like, no, nah, I wear them for basketball games. Yeah, and then like everyone's more aerodynamic, and then everyone's wearing thongs in basketball games. Like, yeah, this movie was great. Like, they did everything in their power to take this guy down. They, like, at different times, are all like, "No, I'm gonna like win him back anyway," or whatever. Like this, this movie is hilarious. Like, fucking, I love that movie. This is the definition of a rom com because absolutely, like a hundred percent, so so funny. Uh, I don't know how we haven't talked about 10 things I hate about you yet. I've actually never seen 10 things I hate about you. Really? Yeah. This movie. That's uh Heath Ledger, right? Yes. Uh, Heath Ledger, Julia Stiles, Jordan, or sorry, Joseph Gordon Levitt is also. Yeah, in the movie. it's actually. Um, I know that it's actually um, like a, a modern day rom-com like adaptation of william shakespeare's uh taming of the shrew yes it is um i just i've never seen it like i know about it, i just never actually watched it yeah uh so basically it's cameron who's a new student at her high school sitting in the office of a quirky guidance counselor uh he's then shown around school by a guy who becomes his best friend they see this girl beautiful sophomore She's not allowed to date anybody. Uh, her neither is her sister Katrina, like who loves indie rock and feminist prose and hates conformity. They basically like hatch a plan where one's going to date one while the other like woos the other or whatever, and it's really really good. And like obviously she like she has her uh, it's got to be Julia Styles like has her guard up the whole time and. Like there's a point where Heath Ledger like steals the microphone for I don't I want to say it's like the track or the like maybe like the track and soccer field or track and football field that the soccer team is on at the time or whatever. And like he steals the microphone and sings a song to yeah to her, like as he's like avoiding security guards that are trying to tackle him and get the microphone away because he's singing during school like during a gym class to this girl who's like laughing, but embarrassed at the same time that this dude is like doing this thing. And like at the end of the movie, like it's called 10 things I hate about you. And at the end of the movie, like she reads a poem she wrote like in a class that they're in together. And it's like 10 things I hate about you. And like, it ends with like, and most of all, I hate the fact that I don't even hate you. Not even a little, not even at all. And like it's it's this whole like emotional thing and then they fall in love and probably break up in college because that's what happens. Yeah. Um I have a super underrated one that I really love um that 
I honestly I can't find it anywhere anymore. Like it's not even on like like the Xbox like store. Like you can find fucking anything you want to watch on the Xbox store and just like rent it for three bucks. I cannot find this anywhere. Uh, it's from 2006. It's called It's a Boy Girl Thing. Um, it's basically uh, Freaky Friday, except these two uh, high school students, a guy and a girl that, that are neighbors. Um, I forget exactly how it happens, but they end up switching bodies. And like, he's the jock. He's like the quarterback of the football team. She's the like super brainy girl who like has like an interview for like Harvard or something coming up and they switch bodies. So now like they got to work together. Like he has to teach her in his body as the girl how to play football. And she has to teach him how to like interview for her, like Harvard, like basically entrance interview. Right. Um, it it it's fucking hilarious. Like I absolutely love that movie, and I'm like it, it takes such a wild turn because like he they like he dresses her like a complete like hoe when he like the first day that he's her he dresses her like a complete hoe and shows up to school and she dresses him and like chinos and like a like a like a button down shirt and tie. And they're both like, what the fuck are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, man, it's 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 hilarious. I really wish I could I could find it uh, because it's actually a movie that I I really, really like. Uh, Unfortunately, I can't find it anywhere. Uh, You can watch it for free on IMDb TV. Really? Or you can rent it or buy it on Amazon and Prime Video. Oh, it's on Voodoo? Oh, perfect. I have Voodoo. Oh, it's on Prime Video too? Oh, shit. I'm watching that tomorrow. There you go. So um, the, the interesting thing about this one is the two most, well, I can't even say the two most famous, but the two people that I recognize in this cast list for this movie. Yeah. Are Sharon Osborne, yeah, and Rob Ramsey. If you don't know who Rob Ramsey is, um, have you ever seen Blue Mountain State? Yeah, he's the really, really fat offensive yeah, lineman. He's Donnie. Yes, yeah. Those are the two people I recognize from this movie. Donnie, did you shit on the ball? Yeah, coach told me to. <laughs> Like the the episode where he's just giggling, laughing the whole time. Yeah, good times. Is it possible, Coach told you to spit on the ball? <laughs> oh yeah, that would have made so much more sense. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh my god! All right, that's, all right. That's that's a show. Not to get off topic, but that's a show that was canceled well before it ever should have been. But At the like, same oh time, God. I, I don't know how much further you could have taken it because I would have at least liked one more season because the, the, the movie just didn't do it for me. It didn't do enough for me, I should say. Well, and that's because the movie like happened too far removed. Yeah. But like you already had to pull str- like the the entirety of that show was made and broken on the relationship between Thad Castle and what was the quarterback's name? Alex Moran. Yes. Like that, like that relationship, like every other character was a supporting player to that dynamic. Yeah. And like, you already had to pull strings. Like, cause they, they didn't know that they were going to get that third season that they ended up getting. So they had this whole thing of like Thad declaring for the draft and everything else. And like, they had to like write that off. Like write that in with, like him getting caught in a, like or an an illegal recruiting scheme or like something like doing things he should have been doing on top of, you know, the video of him doing piles of cocaine with hookers on a yacht, um, like like episode one, like oh yeah, with the with the you know unexpected return of Thad Castle to Blue Mountain State due to uh you know some serious issues with 
you know, prior to being drafted, I love cocaine. Like, yeah, yeah we're still not sure what really happened there. Like stories of running wild, but nobody really knows the truth. And like, yeah. it, then it's like, you see him getting like walked off the yacht in cuffs, like with his face, just covered in white powder. Yeah. And it's like, all right, you already yeah. had to like run him back that way when you could have just like said he had another year of eligibility and then played that somehow the next season if you wanted to. You know what, though? I'm glad that they ran it back that way because that's the most fad cast away you could have brought him back. True. And like, I mean, just like stupid, quirky things like the captain's cup that's been passed down from captain to captain to captain since the beginning of Blue Mountain State. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, and ending it with the like the makeshift national title in the football field in the corn yeah, the pot field. Like, no, it was a pot field that they tore down. Well, no, it was a it was a pot crop in the middle of a cornfield. Yeah. So like, but he only tore down the pot crop. Yeah. But yeah, so like, it was a it was an interesting send off. I loved the show. I wish it would have been more, but at the same time, I don't really know how much more they could have gone. Like, right? You know, well, losing the losing the initial like freshman running back that came in with Moran because he didn't like the direction of the show was tough enough than like adding in. Oh, what's his fucking name? Like just adding in radon Radon Randell. Yes. Right. Like adding in radon. (laughs) Who was that? An unidentified black man. (laughs) Like just fuck. So funny. Oh my god, me and you need to sit down one of these days and just fucking watch Blue Mountain State from the start. Uh yes, please. But sign me up. No kidding. So uh my dark horse chick flick rom com has to be which like I don't know how we didn't talk about like Titanic. Titanic is always good. Um I mean just go with it. Yeah, like but there's one for me in the Adam Sandler world that just takes it to the next level. And it was something that in my younger years, let me guess. It's going to be one of two. Okay. It's either going to be the wedding singer or 51st dates. It is 51st dates. 51st dates is a great one. The wedding singer is more of a comedy to me. Yeah. Um, Wasn't Drew Barrymore in that one too? Yeah. So what is with Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore in love stories? Yeah, well, yeah, it's it's always Adam Sandler and Drew Barrymore. And over the past like 10 years, it's been Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Right. Which like I'm not upset about seeing no. Jennifer Aniston. No. But uh, so the premise of this one is Adam Sandler is in Hawaii and he meets this girl, has a great, amazing day with her. And then he bumps into her again the next day and she has no idea who she is. And it turns out it's because she was in a car accident and she, her brain cannot form memories for longer than 24 hours. So every day she wakes up and her family like recreates the day that she should have like the day after the accident, which would have been like up to where her memory remembers. Yeah. And like, they go. it's, it's always her father's birthday. Yes. And like, one of my favorite parts was when they're like they're betting on the football game. Like, I think the I think the so and sos are gonna pull this off, and the brothers just like, I bet you that so and so throws a pass to so and so from this and walks it in for a touchdown. But that exact thing happens because they watch the same goddamn football game every day. <laughs> yeah, I. I like this one. I like the premise of it. I like the like just the ridiculous length he goes to. Like he's warned by her family and like the townspeople to like leave her alone yeah. and let it be. And like obviously he doesn't because then the movie wouldn't be a thing. But you know, he goes through the whole ordeal and like he ends up like pitching an idea of like doing doing it differently. Like instead of like, like eventually she's going to wake up and realize I'm way older than I should be. Right. And they basically say like, 
you know, so far they've been able to keep it together. And every now and again, she finds out or something happens and like she has a bad day and then she doesn't remember tomorrow. Right. And, you know, like, so Adam Sandler pitches the idea of like, what if we start every day with being honest with her, but allow her to live her life and like, you know, just kind of keep her up right and like with, um, the, like with a tape every day right her her dad and her brother are like really hesitant about it he's like what do we got to lose like if it doesn't work we only wasted one day right and it turns out that it did and the movie ends with them sailing on his boat which was what he was in hawaii for to begin with and basically saying like yeah come on upstairs like you know what i know this is a lot to, to deal with but like once you once you're there like you know, come upstairs, your kids and, you know, your husband and your kids are waiting for you. And we'd love, you know, and, and we'd love to have breakfast with you. And yeah. like, she goes upstairs and there they are. And it's like her and her, you know, it's him and the kids and everything else. And, yeah. you know, they find a way to work in all of the heavy hitters for um, like Adam Sandler's crew, obviously Rob Schneider's in it more, but uh, Peter Dante is in it. Um I know a couple of the other guys are in it too. I'm just not seeing it, but like they also like You're got right. like Dan Aykroyd in there, Blake Clark, who played um, Sean's father on Blake Clark. Yeah, he's the oh, you like to see homo's naked guy. Yes, <laughs> he. I mean, he also played. I'm right, I'm right. You know, he like to see homo's naked. I don't know what he, to tell you. He was the mumbling redneck in Waterboy. Yeah, uh, Joe he, Dirt too. Yeah. He was also well. That was the the Cajun guy. Yeah, that was the yeah. the one you were just quoting. Yeah. Um, but he, um, if memory serves, I'm actually gonna look it up. I'm pretty sure he played Sean's father in uh, Boy Meets World. Am I right? He very well, may have. I, I don't remember. Do, 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 do. He was in yeah, Boy Meets World. Chat Hunter. Uh, I was right. Yeah. So there you go. A lot of, a lot of big names in that one. Like, I mean, working like Dan Aykroyd being the fucking slapstick. um, Doctor. Yeah. Doctor. Yeah. Oh my God. And who (laughs) Alan covert is 10 second Tom. Oh yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm Tom. I mean, it's, it's an Adam Sandler movie. So like, you know, his crew's going to be in it. Of course. In in some way or another, his crew is going to be in it. I think I think we've come to a conclusion here. I think the two of us definitely like rom coms more than we like chick flicks. Yeah, but I mean they're kind of one and the same. I would agree. Like I mean, because where do you where do you draw the line between rom com and chick flick? Uh, I think the like, level of funny. Okay. Because like, so like you, the notebook, you, the notebook chick flick, because it's not really funny, but 51st dates rom com. Right. And like I, I it really is just the level of we we have to come up with like we have to come up with a scale. So like if you're more romantic than you are funny you're a chick flick, but if you're funnier than you are romantic, you're a comedy and somewhere around those lines are, you know, is the rom-com line. Yeah. So I think we have to come up with that, or maybe that's something that if me and Austin ever record producers again, we can talk about. There you go. But yeah. So, uh, yeah, uh, I think it's going to wrap it for our, unless you had any other movies you wanted to cover. Uh, none that I can really think of. Like I, I shot my load with all my good ones. Yeah, and then I mean we went off track like we always do. So of course, um, is it really an episode of common debauchery if we don't severely devolve from the topic at hand? Oh, good God, no! So with that being said, uh, thanks for tuning in, guys. Common debauchery part of the BICBP Radio Network. www.bicbp-radio.com slash common dash debauchery. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, anywhere else you get your podcast from. Like, follow, share, subscribe, do all the cool stuff. Find us on Facebook, type in Comet Debauchery. You'll find it, I promise. And uh, with that being said, I'm the Nightmare. And I'm Rotten Jack. And this has been Comet Debauchery. Debauchery.
This is Generic American Sports Podcast Center. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Generic American Sports Host Podcast Thing. Today in sporting news, some things happened that were some stuff and some other things. Some statistical values to back up those things are this. As you can see, the thing I just said statistically did happen. Yo, wait a minute. I feel like I could listen to this show anywhere and be just as bored. Why am I listening to this stuff? You want a better sports experience from your podcast? Head over to Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP radio network. Not generic, not boring, and a little out there sometimes. Tune in to Hats, Tats, and Stats on the BICBP radio network.